Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Houston, we have a problem. Markets have crashed. Stable coins aren't stable. Nothing is real. Oh shit. Well, that's the wrong show. What the heck? Cue up the right intro. It was on the wrong thing. We are without a producer we today. Tra- yeah, we gotta redo this. So catch us a break, please. What's going on, Zinger Nation? Welcome back to Moon or Bust, your home for all things crypto app and Zynga. Today is a bust day, if I do say so myself. We are out here in Detroit, though. We're still going to be bringing you the markets, the updates, and a, a very good, very exciting, and hopefully really funny interview a little bit later about the Terra Luna crash. I'm sure you guys have been following it. It is the biggest thing in the crypto space. If you haven't heard about it yet, uh, drop a zero in the comments, just so I know. If you have heard about it, drop a one, okay? If you don't know about Terra Luna, drop a zero. If you have, drop a one. We're going to be getting into that a little bit later on in the show, but Ryan, I know you want to talk about some market stuff first, some NFTs maybe, what dips you are looking into buying. Um, So yeah, I'll toss it over to you, man. How are you today? I mean, I could be better. Markets are down, but I'm vibing. It's a Friday. I'm feeling good. Beautiful weather here in Detroit, Uh, but maybe we should look at some coins. I did buy the dip yesterday, Uh, not with all the capital I'm looking to put in on this dip. Of course, I'm trying to dollar cost average in, but I'll let you in on the plays I am making. I did pick up a few altcoins I think are a little bit undervalued right now, Uh, but how about we head over to CoinMarketCap, see what's up with the charts, with the top 100 coins, see what people are doing, see where the markets are at. It's not looking good. At least we're a little bit green today, but you know, 50% down, 5% up, still not very good. (laughs) Not my favorite, Uh, but we will take a look at the opportunities that this dip is presenting. Uh, And I see we have one zero in the chat out there. Hasn't heard of Luna yet. Make sure you stick around. Craziest story I've heard, Uh, maybe in crypto history. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. We will remember this week in crypto history forever forever all right i got coin market cap coming right up for you here uh so why don't you break it down i'm gonna switch this and i'm gonna make my screen the right size so that we could see bitcoin Uh, is currently trading under thirty thousand dollars at twenty nine thousand dollars five hundred pretty cheap a lot of people were saying man i wish i could have got into bitcoin in the twenty thousand dollar range well Here's your opportunity. It's here. Don't miss out. Uh, we got <laughs> you Ethereum. liked it at 60. You'll love it at 20. <laughs> yeah, it's a third of the price and the exact same technology. So get in on this dip if you have the capital and you're looking to invest. Uh, of course, not financial advice, but we got Ethereum at $2,000. We saw Ethereum break the $2,000 support a couple days ago. We went down to about $1,800. Actually, a little bit under. 
I got in at 1780, about the same price I got in over the summer. I thought maybe that can hold a support. And we have some charts on TradingView we can pull up in a little bit. Uh, but I'm hoping that'll hold a support. And maybe this won't be crypto winter that everybody's talking about. We got Tether at 99.8 cents, a little bit sus. It's not at a dollar, but I'll take that over UST any day. We got USDC coming in next. Holding up at a dollar. Love to see that. Best performing crypto asset of the week, uh, I think. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, but everything's down, man. We got XRP down 30% over the week. We got Cardano down 30% over the week. It's not at a dollar anymore. It's at 54 cents. Uh, let's see. What is a good buy? Do you have your eyes on anything right now, Logan? Everything is on sale. Are you looking to buy? Or what do you think is a good opportunity for people just getting their feet wet in crypto? Let's see. Uh, well, if you're just starting in the crypto space, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but I would recommend you maybe just take a couple weeks, watch the market, see what happens. I think that we're kind of at a, a place of uncertainty right now. We might see a bounce back. I mean, we, we kind of have this bounce today. Um, I might be looking to take some profits. Uh, if this is crypto winter, I don't want to be stuck holding everything. Uh, if not, then, you know, great. We'll still be, uh, you know, we'll still have some upside, but I don't want to be stuck in all, uh, you know, ETH and Bitcoin when they go down. And I want to, I want to try to accumulate more of them, right? I want to get more ETH, more Bitcoin, uh, you know, still the same tech that we've been talking about for a year now. Uh, nothing's changed on that side of it. Logan, you should have took profits last week when things were double the price, but you're still thinking about taking profits now. Kind of interesting. What coins are you looking at taking profits in? Let's see here. Uh, mostly the ApeCoin. I'm holding way too big of a bag of ApeCoin right now. I'd like to diversify that into maybe like a few other assets, maybe some some more Ether, Bitcoin. Uh, but I'm also going to feel pretty comfy in USD right now, which is something that I haven't uh, maybe said before on the show. But I think that being in fiat right now is kind of a superpower because you have all the freedom, all of the options, uh, whether that's fiat or stables. We'll get there uh, in a little bit. But you know, non-volatile assets, as close as you can get to a non-volatile asset. That's what I'm looking for at this point in time. I don't, I don't even see Cardano on here. Am I missing it? Cardano oh, it's is number at seven 54 still. Okay. cents, rank seven right now. It's kind of holding up, actually. I'm, I'm pretty surprised uh, compared to some of these other coins, at least. Still down 30% on the week, though. So, Logan, if you go into stables, what are you looking to buy into and at what price are you looking to buy into those assets? What do you mean? If you swap, take some profits, go into stables, what are you looking to buy? Are you trying to hold stable coins through the bear market? And once you see some upside, go into other cryptocurrencies? Are you looking to accumulate Ethereum, Bitcoin, or other cryptocurrencies? Uh, I'm not looking for anything in particular right now. I definitely want to DCA into Bitcoin and ETH, but that's not the reason that I'm doing this. The reason I'm doing it is for more flexibility. Uh, that makes sense. You know, if there's anything that we've learned over the past week, it's that nobody knows what the heck is going on. There's all these black swan events that are potentially around us at any given moment. We will get into Terra and how that went down in a little bit. About 20 minutes, we're going to have some uh, an expert in stablecoins come on and talk to us. Uh, so if you're interested in stables, been hearing a lot about them this week, which I'm sure most people have, make sure you stay tuned until 2.30, 20 minutes left. Um, but yeah, Back to your question, Ryan, like I'm not particularly looking to, uh, you know, take profits for one, any like particular asset more just to have that flexibility, that freedom and that that comfort at this point. What do you say to someone like me who thinks we're too far down or already over half the price of these major assets were just a few weeks ago or a few months ago? So I think I'm going to be a bag holder. I don't know where this is going, but we're already pretty far down. What would you say to that? I mean, yeah, that's. That's definitely a viable strategy. I think that the market turned mega bearish out of nowhere. Uh, you know, one day on Twitter, everybody was talking about Bored Ape other side. And then the next day, it's like, oh, it's crypto winter. I've been calling this like, no, you haven't. Like, this is just just coming out of nowhere. Right. And, and so when I see sentiment change that quickly, um, obviously, it's discouraging and scary. But I do think that, you know, you you have a valid point to you know keep holding here i think that uh nobody knows which way the market is going to go tomorrow so uh you know definitely going to have some exposure at all times 
Polygon's holding up pretty well, which I like to see because this is another one of the coins I bought the dip on two days ago. I got in at 55 cents. It's currently trading at 68 cents. So I'm up almost 20% on that trade, but that's a pretty high conviction play I made. I'm looking to hold it. And I thought 55 cents was an absolute steal for Polygon. I think the focus is going to be on layer twos and scaling solutions like we've said on the show so many times. So I'm going to be holding that. I think that's an easy 10X once we see the bull market resume. I mean, it's $6 and 50 cent polygon five dollar and fifty cent because i picked it up at 55 cents i think that's pretty possible we saw it get up to about three dollars prior so you know double that market cap of maybe more or less 40 billion dollars it's pretty expensive but i think polygon deserves it they're doing great things and they're a huge innovator in the space so i'm incredibly bullish on polygon pick some up i didn't really have that many uh but now i have more so that's what bear markets are all about accumulating coins when you can very nice ryan we have a question in the chat about minting uh manuel please let us know if there's some specific context around this if it's about nfts or if it's about the Luna situation. Um, but Ryan, what is minting? So minting is the process of creating a digital asset. It's usually used in the NFT space. So you're minting an NFT, you're putting it on the blockchain, uh, and that's when you get it from the primary sale. You're not minting an NFT when you buy something on OpenSea. Rather, it's when the NFT collection actually releases. But it could be in regards to Luna uh, as well, because they, I'm pretty sure they stopped Terra Luna's blockchain. So yes, no, more, they did. no more Luna is being created right now. Uh, and Luna has been crashing lately because of the arbitrage opportunities in the market uh, since UST is down right now. <laughs> Tons of Luna has been being minted. That's why the price has been going down. I mean, we saw it a couple days ago at like $1. A lot of people thought the crash was in. It couldn't go much lower than that. I mean, it was trading yeah. at $90 just like a week ago. So people were buying in at a dollar thinking it was hella cheap. And you now it could go to zero, which it basically has at this point. But what if, what if it went back to $95? That's 100x. Uh, but now we see that didn't happen. I mean, it looks like Luna is as good as dead. But I'm hoping that Duquan gets this shit together and brings it back. I am praying for them, but I don't know if it's even possible at this point. I mean, 0 0.01 cents, one one hundredth of a cent. That's absolutely insane. If you bought this at a dollar, you've lost 99%. You've lost 99.99% of your portfolio that was invested into Terra. So are you buying now? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, neither am I. Uh, you know, a lot of coins go up and down based on supply and demand, but Terra uh, went down based on other factors. So I wouldn't expect it to go up based on any natural circumstances or like, you know, typical market uh, moves at this point. So we have some clarification about no more minting. It is Luna. Uh, Binance said no more minting on Luna. So basically what happened is uh, I'm kind of guessing here, filling in some blanks. I'm not sure exactly what you're uh, referring to, but the Luna blockchain stopped. They stopped making blocks, so you couldn't add any new smart contracts to the network. Um, you couldn't swap your UST for Terra. Um, basically, the whole algorithm, the whole system was shut down. So I'm guessing that's what that means. Um, we're seeing Binance and these other exchanges like Crypto.com stop uh, you know, letting people trade in Terra, letting people trade in UST. Something actually pretty interesting happened is that CoinMarketCap had to reverse a bunch of trades due to a pricing error on Terra. So imagine you go on CoinMarketCap, you see, or you go on Crypto.com, you see that you can, you know, get out of this for a decent price still. Uh, you know, you lock it in and then they say, hey, it was an error. We got to reverse your trade. That would be heartbreaking, man. Right after the whole crash and everything. Not good. Kevin Roberts has 1.4 million. I'm up 500%. Is that bad investing? <laughs> 1.4 million. No. Hey, you, up 500%. Yeah, that's, that's great investing. That's good investing right there. If you take profits, that is. Got a million Luna. <laughs> that's so funny. Everybody's buying Luna, Luna that's now. That's crazy. Hey, if it goes back up to $95, <laughs> that's that's $95 million. That's a oh lot of money. Oh, my God. Uh, that's why I wouldn't count on it going back up, though. I think it's a bit unrealistic at this point. So much new Luna has been minted into the market. So even if the market cap gets back to where it was before and they succeed, it's not going to be near $95. Maybe it's nine. I don't even know how much the new Luna has been minted. Maybe we can look into that because then we can make a, a price target. If Luna comes back, it succeeds. If it reaches the market cap it had before, which was absolutely huge, it was in the tens of billions, what would the price be? Because it's not going to be $95 like it was before. Why do you say that? 
because the supply of Luna is much, much higher than it used to be. Right, but they have to burn Luna to issue UST. So if UST repegged, then they would wipe out the Terra that they minted. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but UST is at 17 cents. That's tough. Yeah, unstable coin. That's not what you want to see. Should we pull up that Twitter thread you sent me? I thought that was pretty good. I also have this video. The, the memes are pretty pretty outrageous right now. Let's see it. I want to I want to play this one. So I'm going to I'm going to take my screen share off so that I can share the audio with you here. This one's a good one. I wanted to start the show with this, but you know. Uh where to go? Hey yo. All right. Billion dollars. So the reason why I want to get I think if we scale that to, you know, 10 billion dollars. So the reason why I want to get to 10 billion is that besides Satoshi we will be the largest single holder of Bitcoin in the world. Now, then in that case, like within the crypto industry, then the failure of UST is equivalent to the failure of crypto itself. That's the best part at the end right there. I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. Uh, it's but all fun and games for us because we didn't have any UST or Luna, but I really do feel bad for those who are holding on to Luna and especially those who were holding on to UST because they expected that to be a stable coin, to be at $1 and preserve their wealth, and that just didn't happen. Uh, so I am talking to people at Benzinga. We're going to try and run a giveaway for you guys who did lose money on UST or Terra Luna. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to you know, input your wallet address, prove you lost some money, and hopefully we can give a couple people some refunds on the losses they made uh, because it is pretty sad and it, it really shouldn't have happened but it did bad design logan do you think algorithmic stable coins will be around in 10 years or do you think people will just use collateralized stable coins because i think they're perceived as much more safe especially after this crash that's a good question i think that this event this past week has set algorithmic stable coins back probably five years uh you know best case scenario three years um but what also happened is we saw Maker shoot up as soon as Terra crashed, right? So Maker is the Terra equivalent. It's not, it's not a similar mechanic at all, right? Terra, uh, Maker is solely a governance token for this algorithm, whereas Terra, Luna, and UST had the Iron Finance uh, you know, collateral token that was issued and, and burned. Um, somebody said that earlier, reminded them of Iron Finance, and that's the exact same uh, you know, mechanic that this stablecoin and the collateral asset had to to go together. Maker does not work that way, uh, but Maker does control the Dai algorithmic stablecoin, which is still stable, right? And, and maybe this is the reason that it's just a governance token and it doesn't have this, uh, you know, burn supply dynamic attached to it. That's probably what uh, you know makes it a bit sketchy because that goes the other way very quickly, as we've seen. And Maker, I understand. Maker, you have to deposit. It's it's Bitcoin, not Ethereum, right? What? It's wrapped Bitcoin you deposit into Maker. Can you do both uh, Ether and wrapped Bitcoin into Maker to mint new DAI? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Okay, but anywho, you deposit cryptocurrency and there's a collateral ratio. So if you deposit, say, $10,000 of wrapped Bitcoin, maybe you get $7,000 of DAI to trade with. So it's all collateralized and it's over-collateralized. Something I can understand. Terra Luna, uh, I don't really, I didn't really understand it very well. And that's why I wouldn't put my money into UST. Uh, and for a good reason. I mean, it didn't really make sense. If you're collateralizing with a volatile cryptocurrency like Terra, something can go wrong. Uh, and they did back it with Bitcoin too, but it wasn't fully collateralized. So that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at stable coins. You want it to be fully collateralized, whether that's over collateralized with other crypto assets because crypto assets are volatile and it has to be over collateralized, or if it's just collateralized one to one with the US dollar, which is probably the safest play because one dollar equals one dollar. You have a dollar in reserves, you can get out a dollar worth of a stable coin. That's pretty safe to me.
Sounds pretty good. Logan, I put a few lines on a chart. I want to talk about the markets just very quickly. You're going to have to pull that up on your end. That's on your browser. Oh, uh, shoot. You can share your screen, though. It's not that hard. I know, but I'm not logged into Restream. We don't have to. You're not Maybe logged in? Maybe we just in? pull into it. We just uh, pull up TradingView. Yeah, I can do that. Talk about that. Nothing too technical. We're not day traders, so what do you want to see a couple here? Lines. Weekly charts on Bitcoin. Zoom out. Let's look at the macro trends. I think there's two things that could play out right now that I have my eyes on. We'll pull up the charts and then talk about it. You want weekly candles? Weekly candles. Aye, aye, Captain. Here you go. Oh, shoot. I'm not sharing. Uh, bada bing, bada bing. Boom. All right. Break it down for me, Ryan. Well, unfortunately, Logan, it looks like your support has failed. Uh, but what I'm looking at is the Frick, previous dude. local low, which we're really close to right now. It's around $30,000, $29,000, and we're on a weekly candle. So we could be wicking down into the $20,000 range. I think this is probably the most bullish, realistic scenario uh, in play right now is we hold that line. Uh, see where we dipped last time over the summer, Logan. I think we hit, where does the candle close at? I think it's right around $30,000. Here? Yep. So we have a little bit of ways to go to get back up to there, but we still have a few days left. This weekly candle will close, closes on Sunday. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's not on Fridays, right, Logan? I believe it is Sunday. You're okay, correct. Okay, so we have a few more days to get back up, and we have to travel about 5% to get back up and hold that line. I think if we can hold that line, we could just be traveling sideways for a while, which would be really good. I mean, about the dip a little bit, uh, saving in case we go down even more. Uh, but if we can hold that line, we could just be traveling sideways maybe for another three, four, five months. I'm thinking if this happens, maybe the merge will be the catalyst to shoot crypto higher. Uh, that's still months away, though. So don't expect anything to see new all-time highs anytime soon. Uh, but I think there's another scenario, which at this point might be more realistic with the raising interest rates with the UST crash and with a lot of uncertainty in the economy. And that is we break down to a new local low. And to see this, Logan, I want you to zoom out a bit more. What I'm thinking here is we'll travel between Twenty to thirty thousand dollars. We see the previous peak. We had some resistance coming up, uh, late twenty 2020, twenty, early twenty twenty one. So that's probably the next support. There's not much support in the twenty thousand dollar range. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we can't hold this local low that we had over the summer of last year. I'm going to be looking to buy more once we get closer to the low twenty thousand dollar range. Then maybe we travel in this corridor of twenty to thirty thousand dollars for a while. Call that the crypto winter. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we do break down, I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing. I think we're going to have to wait quite a while before we see new all-time highs. But I do think it will happen. Crypto does trend up with time. So nothing is going to surprise me when I see $100,000 Bitcoin. When that will be, I have no idea. Uh, but I'm going to play these markets to the best of my ability. I'm hoping we hold the line here at $30,000. If not, we could be traveling between twenty dollars to $30,000 for quite a while. Uh, but that's a great time to accumulate. You know, you, you hear about these people that buy crypto in the bear markets, get in and cheap when no one's paying attention to it. That's when the real money is made. Not when you're buying at $50,000 selling for fifty-five. dollars Not when you're buying the top at $65,000 and holding to the bottom. Uh, so for those of you listening right now, you're in a good position. People aren't too interested, and that will probably continue as prices decrease. But that's where the opportunity lies. So that's how I'm playing this market right now. We chose Bitcoin to show you guys because that's a great indicator of the rest of the markets. Uh, but... At least me personally, I'm not expecting an all-time high anytime soon, maybe by the fall. I think the most bullish scenario at this point is August, September, maybe after the Ethereum merge. We could see some new hype, some new projects, and a new all-time high. Uh, with that being said, I don't think it's the most likely scenario. Yeah, um, I'm not going to comment on that yet. I think that I want to see a couple more weeks play out. Um, which, yeah, which I, is an opinion, I think, yeah, at this point. I, I think the next few weeks are going to be really important to see where things are going. Mm -hmm. And the numbers I'm looking at, mostly the $30,000 number, because we had that local low there back last summer. Uh, and I think that's the place we're looking for to hold support. We'll see if it happens. Yes, sir. All right. We have some comments to catch up on. And we have the expert coming on to talk to us more about Luna in five minutes, maybe not even that uh 
but chat's going crazy today. Shout out to everyone who is who's watching right now and commenting along. Uh, makes it so much more fun for us, so keep it up. Also, smash the like button if you haven't. Destroy it, annihilate it, do a kickflip on that shit. Uh, okay, so spell token. Uh, John, I saw John talking about spell token. I'm doing a little bit of research into it right now. It looks like a lending protocol, uh, something to do um, with, basically you so can choose like the, the amount of collateral you want to use. Uh, and what type of collateral you want to use so you can get like different risk uh, loans, which seems interesting, uh, but I'm not an expert on this one. It doesn't look, I don't see any huge red flags, but definitely be careful. Um, obviously, we've seen that, you know, protocols can be messed with. So uh, just just be very, very careful uh, with that one. But it does look like an interesting project that I have not heard of before. Um, all right. What else do we have out here? Let's see. Comments, comments, comments. Okay, Ryan, what is your opinion on this take? I remember when XRP got delisted, it went below one cent and recovered to 80 cents. Did it actually go down below one cent? That's insane. I mean, there's a lot of fans uh, of XRP. Mm -hmm. I am not one of them, uh, but I think it does have a solid use case. It has adoption uh, and it has a lot of big banks behind it, but. It's legal to trade in the U.S. That hasn't changed. People are saying it's going to change. Maybe it will. Uh, not something I'm trading. I think there's too much uncertainty, especially for XRP right now. Does this convince you that Luna could do the same thing? No, not at all. I mean, 80 cents. Well, XRP went up to like $3 and went down to $0.01. Cent. So that's a 99.7% decrease or so. But you have to remember, Terra Luna's at one one hundredth of a cent from $95. That's a lot different from three dollars down to one cent mm -hmm. yeah very very different uh shout out to joffrey in the chat shout out to anyone else who's watching from kenya that's pretty dope um okay so we did spell jasmine or adam ryan you want to talk about these real quick do a little moon or bust yeah let's do it all right we've been talking about i think let's do adam um I know more about that one. We've had the uh, CEO of Tendermint, who is the company team uh, developing the Cosmos blockchain, the Atom blockchain. We've had them on before, so make sure you go check that out to learn more about Atom. I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty interesting project, pretty cool, and it, it does relate to Terra. Terra Luna was built in the Cosmos ecosystem, uh, and we're going to be learning about that more from the CEO of Stocks, Baran, who will be joining us in just a minute i see uh he's he's backstage so feel free to turn your camera on whenever you're ready to be brought up and uh we'll start the interview at that point but ryan you have any thoughts on adam uh cosmos luna leading into to this interview I like Cosmos, and we've had the founder on a few times on our show. Really smart guy. I think what they're doing is great. It's actually surprising. I just pulled up Cosmos on CoinMarketCap, and they're really not suffering too much. Terra Luna was the biggest protocol on Cosmos, I believe. I would think that Cosmos would have been affected more by the UST crash and the Terra Luna crash, but it doesn't really look like it's the case. Uh, that being said, I mean, one month ago we were trading at $25. Now we're chilling at $10.68. So that is a big decrease. Um, but I mean, Cosmos, I think Cosmos has a solid chance at surviving a bear market. It does have a $3 billion market cap and a lot of solid use cases. So we'll see where it goes. But there's a lot of tense competition with Cosmos, especially Polkadot and some other layer one smart contract blockchains, as well as some layer twos, I'd say, compete with it as well. Definitely. All right. Baran is ready to go backstage. So I'm going to bring him on now. Thank you so much for joining us, CEO of Stocks Hello. and a little bit of a crypto enthusiast, I hear. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to just give us your background, tell us what interests you in the space before we get into the Terra Luna situation. That'd be great. Hello, Logan and Ryan. Thanks for having me. My voice is fine. <clears throat> yep. All right. So, actually, my background is low. Uh, I did banking and finance for. A year a bit more than a year and i quit and i moved to barcelona and i started basically stocks and i've been in crypto since 2017 so i rode a very bad bear market i know how painful it can get and um that's pretty much the story now i'm we are launching a token to basically self-incentivize social investing similar to stock to but the less friction the monetization mechanism is inside of it which i can talk about a bit later on after we chat about the carnage <laughs> ron i see you have a doge in the background are you a doge fan 
I like the concept, like the CEO just the ex-founder said, this is actually our cap. Maybe you saw it from James or yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's cool. I've definitely seen those lying around the office. That's great. Yeah. And meme coins, I'm I bought and sold them a couple of years ago, but in this run I didn't really touch them. Yeah, we see that Dogecoin was able to survive a bear market. Do you think any other meme coins are actually going to be able to survive? It depends. Is Elon going to tweet about them? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. All right. Wanna... That's, like, that's how the meme market basically happens. That's a lot of high profile yeah. tweeting and social interaction. Is that a problem? No, I think it's super cool. That it, I think it increased the uh, adoption of crypto. A lot of people bought their first cryptos as Shibas or Doges. And mm. The, there was nothing bad about that. It, it's obviously clear that the tokens don't do anything. They are very open about the fact that tokens don't do anything. So everyone knows what they're buying. And if they're happy with that, it's perfectly fine. And I, I think that's the case. One sec. I think that's mm -hmm. the case for Dogecoin, but not necessarily for something like Shiba Inu. I see a lot of Shiba Inu fanboys raving about like Shiba Swap or the Shiba Inu's layer two, which I think, like to be quite frank, a lot of that's a little bit of bullshit. I yeah, SafeMoon is probably be... another good example of yeah, that. Yeah, they right? just like hard forked the GitHub <laughs> yeah. and you have the same exact thing with a slightly different UX. Yep. Well, uh, we'll so see. On the... sometimes, sometimes witty, like the wrecked projects, I think I'm an ICO investor, by the way, land, which is uh, where right now, it went down to 30 sats at some point. Then yeah. it went up to $7.5. It was 100 to 1, so $757.5. So it, it's crypto. And as for Terra as well, there is a great amount of developer community there was great ux probably the best or one of the best in the industry we are better but they're really good as well <laughs> and everything works it was it was basically an annihilation event and the chain was congested but it kept processing transactions fairly well considering the like it's 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 not a six sigma anymore. It's like a twenty five sigma. <laughs> Fifty billion dollars disappeared. That that's that's a small country. Yeah, and a lot of this Terra hype was centered around Do Quan, the face of the project. Uh, you know, very aggressive marketer, very arrogant, very cocky, and now his investors yeah. uh, are are in trouble. Right. So, what is his stake in this game? Should should he be punished for this? Um, does he have a responsibility? What, what's going to happen? I, I don't know about what he signed with the investors, but definitely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As Binance said, it was uh, horrible. It was probably the worst crisis management doable. They basically didn't do nothing. Then they flooded <laughs> the system with Lunas. 
And when they shut off the system this morning, there were 2.1 trillion Lunas. And four days ago, there were 500 million Lunas. <laughs> like, oh but what, what, what's the dilution? One to 10,000 dilution. And I started buying at $40, man. So, and I, I think a lot of people did. 0. 0.00002. So, so like you my, bullish? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm bullish in a different way. So what we have is we have a functioning layer one that didn't get wrecked during while the entire underlying economic fundamental system is getting wrecked, but hmm. process that you can mint NFTs. There are dApps working on it. There are great teams working on it. So it's it's basically a, the layer one with 4 million wallets, 350,000 of them were active last week and 600,000 of them were active over the last 30 days. So you, you have a substantial product. So, so USD, maybe it was 90% of the project and the project was $35 billion. So the fair value should be $3.5 billion, which is now $350 million. So that's my thesis. I'm not saying they're probably not going to be able to recover the USD. There was still $11.2 billion of USD. And the value of it was, what, what, what's USD right now? 25 cents? 17, uh, I think, not looking. even. The, the 10? UST, so I think billion. it was... So they're, yeah. they're open 9 billion. They're going to have to cut off the USD and fork it somehow. Or uh, one just like an hour or two hours ago published a proposal of reverting back to 1 billion token supply and distributing it as 40% for the... 40% right before the pegging, 10% right before chain holds. Uh, 10% for ecosystem development and 40% for, I think, validators. Is this stablecoin, sorry, is this stablecoin model with a collateral asset as a pair? Is this a viable model? Is it a Ponzi scheme? Is it worth saving? Um, you know, makers clearly I think different, it's right? a great model. So the, the example, I, I think it's not technically, but it was like, a, it, it, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the system. The system grew up they issued usts too fast without any control so what happened was so they like me did you guys go over how basically luna terra works we we didn't break Not down yet. how the crash happened we wanted to do that with you so how about we do that uh, and the first question i have before we get into that completely is what came first the, the luna crash or the ust crash what actually happened to cause mm -hmm. ust to get depegged they what actually caused USD to depack there is a great uh, topic in crypto Twitter and financial Twitter. So there was there were multiple of things. Uh, there was a serious sell pressure. There was a downward motion in all crypto markets. Also, the the USD, not not USD, but Terra. The the total Terra was outstanding and. The algorithmic stablecoins has one weakness, which is a death spiral, which the more you depeg, the more people want to leave the, through the door. But in this case, the door was small and they made the door very large with an improvement proposal, which was just a proposal. It didn't improve anything. It just diluted Luna. So they, it, there, there was a scare. There was a scare a couple of days before the the mm -hmm. e-pegging there was a lot of talk on twitter that luna might e-peg luna might e-peg where we all saw those posts conspiracy theories the photos which i I'm, i don't think so or maybe we will never know if it is the people the person who does this is gonna cover his tracks but once it started deviating it just deviated more and more and as Luna's price started to fall, the Luna exists not to be a layer one in the, the original white paper version, not to be a layer one, but to actually absorb the volatility in any Terra currency starting from Terra SDR. And when you have your the Luna, the volatility absorbing asset drop down in value incredibly fast, then the volatility it needed to absorb was larger than the entire Terra supply, the Luna supply. And they thought they can 
fix it by printing more terab. Uh, it's it's similar in the like country economies. You can only do that if you pay your debt in your own currency. Who can do that? States can do that. UK can do that. China can do that. Japan can do that, and the ECB can do that. No one else can do that because their debt is not denominated in their own currency. And what they did was they, I, I was watching the UST pool. It didn't go down. The number of Lunas went to trillions, but the UST pool is still. Uh, let me check on Terra Station. It was, there is still 6.91 trillion Lunas. Hmm. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. The Terra is still, I don't think, managing this very well. I got damaged pretty heavily as well. A lot of my, I have friends with mid six figures, low seven figures, like massive losses. As you said just a while ago, especially on USD, because people perceived it as the safer set. If you buy a coin and it blows up, it's a risk you knew you were taking. Not at the size, but still, it's a cryptocurrency that it should be stable. It's unstable one. So you're convinced this was an attack? They, yeah, I, I think it was attacked. There was a really large amount of money moving around. There was a lot of borrowing activity. And there was definitely an insane amount of sell pressure that's normally not existent. So UST crashed and 80%. But Terra Luna crashed 99.99%. Why did Terra Luna crash so much more than UST? Is it because of hyperinflation? The, because Luna's, Luna's worth is basically as long as UST works. So it's like your TV broke and suddenly, yeah, you can sell it secondhand as broken on eBay for $40, but it's worth it. <laughs> Virtually. Solid analogy. So it just like got <laughs> And I, I every heard ten minutes I was right. I was looking at the chat for fourteen hours yesterday, and every ten minutes there was one more zero, like one less zero yeah. until the <laughs> zero point, and there were one more zero after it. And I, I, I just couldn't believe I was swing trading. I basically like did forex on the number of lunas I own. Then it dropped to zero, so it didn't mean anything. <laughs> it, was just, it, it was crazy, and I think it's still going to be quite volatile. Yeah, it's absolutely not all ridiculous. all the fundamental things change. Everything is still the same. USD is still debugged. The, there is no clear roadmap on the Luna Foundation side at all. There is a lot of talk in the Luna developer community that they're going to fork the chain and do their own without uh, Terra Foundation in any way. Uh, connected to it so like all of these things are risky but as i said i bought an amount that i'm okay with zeroing out i think i know my downside i'm not levered so that's exactly the amount of i can lose but as you say it went up 99.99999 percent so my upside is basically unlimited so it's more of a gamble than a trade for me right now. But I think when you look at it, at the risks and the rewards, it's an incredibly well risk-reward gamble. Is there any way that the Luna Foundation could repair their project and repair their community? I don't know. They... So it's a system based on trust that was $60 billion. And... When there is a crash, you protect that trust by engaging with the community, getting some like uh, good crisis management firm on board. They try to be there for the people who got their life savings destroyed. And we did not see that from Terra. They just said, yo, we're gonna, we, we, we're gonna spam the system with the like Jerome Powell's video, like we flooded the system with Luna, and that's what they did. But and it didn't work. That they closed the chain twice. It's it's really hard for the trust to come back. They need they really need to they they really need to come across saying, yo, this 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 went wrong. We did this 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 because of it. And next time, if this happens, then we are going to follow these steps. They need to follow a very good roadmap and they can come back, but it's going to take time. It's not something that's going to happen in a week or two or a month or two months. 
But the fundamentals work, layer one works. There is a community, there are 4 million wallets, 1 million active users. It's 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 a substantial size, so it's not going to go away. I don't think it's going to go away. How hard do you think that this damaged crypto's reputation in the traditional sense? I don't know, because the concept of algorithmic stable coin is not a very easy concept to convey to the general public. So it's it's basically just another crypto. It's it's Tether or Maker or Dai or the, the, the it's the same concept. So it's it's so another large crypto project that went to zero, which is not the first time it's happening. I th it's the first time of this size, but Bitcoin had larger daily crashes than this entire project. So it's it's not the first time happening. It's not very special. It's special for us because it was the only uh, it is still the only the most probable way to create a stable coin without all collateralization or actually having a physical unit of account in a bank account or in a wall somewhere i, I think, think it's it beautiful like the system that basically it works in a very 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 simple game theory equilibrium that uh, supply and demand when they desire demand the you, you meant that you burn very simple and it worked until it was attacked. Do you think this is different from a lot of other crypto crashes though, especially like Bitcoin or even BitConnect because those are volatile assets and <laughs> investors expect their funds to go up and down. But when it's a stable coin that you expect that you can preserve your wealth in and it'll always be equal to a dollar, I think investors have very different expectations and that could lead to some regulations in the future. What do you think about that? The... the... So if there if it was an attack, that's probably the side that the attack came from because to the I really <laughs> like Ban Hunt Hunt on Twitter when like his the embrace of Bitcoin. He wrote it on August 21. It's beautiful. And the Luna is the only one that doesn't create flow for Wall Street because it's literally on chain. There is no money in the bank account to get interest on. That there is no landing, there is no borrowing. It all happens on chain. So that that was that that was the real decentralized money, and we have to have it. If we are if we are in this for anything other than yay numbers go up, then we cannot say we're going to build everything decentralized. But the entire monetary system is going to be in a bank, which is going to be controlled by the legacy systems. But if, no, it's not decentralized. It has to be untethered from Web two. If you're really building Web three and Luna still, I think Terra and their game model is the most viable way. And if this wouldn't happen, if the, if the size was larger or Luna grew as fast as Terra. And when you look at aftermarkets in any stock market, you, the, when the market is thin, the price fluctuates wildly. And the market was thin. And once it started fluctuating, it just went into a spiral and basically went to zero. Luna basically went to zero and Terra, I don't know, 90% down is zero for me, but you need 1000% to come back from that. That's interesting. So, I heard that the crash started from liquidity leaving a few protocols, namely Anchor and Curve. Do you have any insight to this? Like they're the two main the protocols that the bonded assets of Luna said. So that's, that's also the problem that also made the pools thin. So it's, it's it, when you have a 50 million, it's not the same, but to be more easily visualization, when you have a 50 million chain token that you're buying and selling with a 5 million account, you can draw any pattern you want on the board with it. When you have a 10 billion token, you cannot do that. You need way larger capital and it's, harder because there is much more volume and larger players in it as well so the pool was small then that's to safeguard the mechanisms they don't work the spread between so luna has three fees it has gas it has the spread fee that you gas is for transaction like you saying that you have the fee you pay changing any terra asset usts into luna or back and and the third one is 
that they call Tobin, and that's for changing any Terra asset to another Terra asset. So what happened was the spread went mantle. They have a 40, 50% spreads between the buy and sell of Luna USD. If you check it out, the prices on FTX were mantle. They were, they were 20% of the prices in Binance because that, that's mm. where you cash out. That's where you exchange your USD, which is valued at $0.07 into $1, but there is a limit for that. So the, 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 the balancing pool didn't work. So it's created larger deviations from the mean. And as the deviations got larger, it just spiraled out of control. Until so it's not curve's fault and Bad management fault. and hubris, man. Bad management and hubris. <laughs> what do you say? It's it's curve's fault and anchor's fault by any means, or are they kind of out of the picture? No, they're, they're really, it's definitely not their fault. They're pools. Mm -hmm. they Agreed. Agreed. I they're, think they're, what like, you you're allowed to put, you, when I stake Luna, I know I'm bonding it for 21 days. When I put money in a, any platform, I exactly know what are the conditions of that money is. And everyone mm -hmm. who put money in Cur or the, the those pools, they knew what they were signing up for in, in DeFi, in Web3. Oh, I didn't know the rules is not an explanation because the main ethos is code is low. We come from code is low. So you should have read better. And I got super damaged as well. I lost 20% of my portfolio more or less. But... Yeah, it was a risk and it happened. And it can happen again with other projects. There, there are many black swan events risks here. If someone can get arrested, they can lose the keys to their major cold wallets. They can get compromised. Their multi-sec can get compromised. There are many things that can wipe out the project. So diversification is, I think, the most important thing here. To yeah, I think this was, this was a good reminder of the promise of Bitcoin to the people that had maybe strayed too far into the, you know, the DeFi space, into the DGen yeah. trading. Uh, it's a great, great advertisement for Bitcoin, but I tend to think that it might end up being an advertisement for a U.S. central bank digital currency. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. I'm wearing our Benjamin t-shirt today. Nice. Wait, can you move? The, yeah. Oh, nice. I love it. So... so yeah. You see this as a possibility? It's not a possibility. They've been really on that track for the last six months. Both Janet Yellen has been speaking about it. ECB has been speaking about it. Like literally anyone with the power and the, the I think also Pelosi spoke about it a couple of times as well. Then it's, 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 I, I'm against it. Let's put it that way on live television. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think most of us are. So it is Bitcoin, the better alternative for a government to make their reserve asset? That's that's not a question and my capability of answering. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All because right, well, there, there I are think, uh... so many variables in that equation. Right. 100%. And I think, it, I think the answer to that equation depends on which country are you. Maybe we'll, let's look at the US then, since that's what we're talking about. So like if... Treasury, the most important thing about the treasury is not numbers go up, it's numbers doesn't go down. So what, what you want to have is mm -hmm. the least amount of volatility and the best amount of upside. So if you, I'm Turkish, so if you are, if you have Turkish Lira as the national currency, go for it, man. Just, just buy leverage ethers. But <laughs> if, if you have a very, very safe in today's world nothing is safe but safe asset like the euro it doesn't make us any sense but i'm talking about the entire conversion one two three percent the investments or holding reserves as bitcoin i think it's it, it, it's a no-brainer because so recent reward is so good for the countries because they hold all kind of assets and what we are hedging against here is basically QE infinity like uh, we don't know what's going to happen with rates there is a massive amount of inflation it's going up two percent every month it was two four five six ten ten and a half and bitcoin is a 
way to hedge it. Still not, it's super correlated with S&P 500, but we're getting there. We're not getting That's there, good. but we're gonna get there. We need, so, we need way more adaptation for that. And it's still too complex for retail. That's actually the, re the problem we're trying to solve at stocks is like opening a MetaMask is quite complicated for most people. And my mom buys and sells gold or some stocks. There is no way she can open a MetaMask. Yeah, and that's where I wanted to turn the conversation next. We have a, a few hundred active traders and investors watching live right now who may or may not know about stocks. Uh, for those people out there that don't, uh, after they hit the like button real quick, will you tell them about stocks smash, and why smash they should that use like it? So stocks right now, uh, we had a free portfolio tracker that you can track your stocks, you can track your metals, ETFs, anything, but also cryptos and tokens and we are building everything you soon you will be able to track your foreign currencies and mutual funds and literally every liquid asset you have and on cryptos you could connect right now we support six chains i think we support binance smart chain ethereum the polygon harmony avalanche and phantom also the five like most of them are my favorite chains and i really believe in most of them uh, it's, now we're building a social investment platform on it because more and more we're seeing on what's the number user count in wall street pets 10 million something like that and you look at twitter more social media also tiktok it's going to finance because the inflation is higher than your wage increase you have to invest otherwise you're going to be broke so it's everyone's talking about trading they everyone's talking about investing it, it can be investing in anything it can be art crypto so but there isn't a good place for them to really exchange this information ideas yo like got this like i think this is going to be at this price uh, at the end of this month at the end of this quarter of course you can write it on twitter and what people do is they write the both ways of the trade and delete one <laughs> like, when you look back, oh shit, the Fed's doing like he knows everything, but you, you don't know the tweets he deleted. So, they, what we're trying to do is to create accountability, anonymous accountability, so you don't need to show your name. Uh, you type in your ideas, checks over Chainlink Oracles. If it's correct, you get rewarded. The more you keep knowing, the more faster you increase in rewards to create the value to bring the retail consumers which our users can use it completely free we have a premium version but that's for more advanced tools all of the basic things is completely free the token will be we're going to launch it on avalanche which is my favorite blockchain by far the super fast super nice and two two and a half months oh uh, probably and we gonna we will be a platform that we're gonna connect all the DeFi services. That's that's the main idea to make to get the people who cannot use MetaMask and in stocks. You're gonna create your wallet using a Web3 authentication, so it just binds into your binds to your social handle or ENS or like anything you want in a zero knowledge way. We never see your keys. You don't need to like save any monomics if you don't want to. You don't need to save your seed. Everything is with a great, simple, easy to use UX, but the infrastructure is from our providers. We can use Transact for on and off ramps. It's saying we're going to use the, another one for wallet infrastructure, for pools. We want to take those the solutions and provide them to retail that MetaMask and all these Uniswap websites are too complicated for them to actually onboard to DeFi and transact and web pre. And we have yeah, sweet merch. <laughs> that's definitely an added bonus. Uh, but, you know, you're solving a huge problem that's out there right now, which is private key management. Uh, is zero knowledge proofs, or I should say, are zero knowledge proofs the only way that we could do this trustlessly? And if so, is that when, when, when is that ready for scale? It's not ours. That's way above our technical, and it's done beautifully. WebPro does it really well. And... Also, in a way, Magic and Taurus does it really well as well. And I'm still more on the, bro, it's eight words, hide it somewhere kind of person. 
it's, it's not insanely hard, but uh, it's incredibly hard to just like pull out a book outside of your library, open a random page, and write your private key. It's no one's gonna find it and unless they know that there is a 100 million wallet in this house and we need to check everywhere no one's gonna find it if you have 100k 50k 10k uh, something like that i think it's more about looking scary than actually being scary hmm. zks are gonna be huge the that's the entire concept is huge i'm also super big on zcash since day one uh zcash foundation does amazing work i really think it's a project that's undervalued well of course it has a lot of regulatory problems because monero shields all transactions zcash you choose to shield or not so if you shield people presume that why did this guy shield the transaction mm -hmm. but the zk rollups it's gonna really happen scaling it's gonna amazingly happen authentication it's gonna happen the personal hiding personal data. Uh, so all the GDPR, for example, Brave. I use Brave for a couple of years, uh, both on my computer and my mobile, and it's a great browser. Yeah, we've actually had the uh, the CTO of Brave on the show before. We're, we're both fans of it as well, uh, and their BAT integration is pretty cool. Are they doing zk stuff? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I um, read the first white paper about the retention economy that like, four years ago. Mm -hmm. But I really liked the project that they, that they were not on Chromium when I first downloaded it. Gotcha. So uh, wh when do you think that we'll see, uh, you know, scaling of ZK tech, scaling of blockchain apps, uh, and why should we go to stocks to do it? Uh, stocks is not for that. You come to stocks to track your portfolio, to find what to invest in next, and to use DeFi services in a very colorful and easy to use way. Mm -hmm. But the ZKs, it's happening, ZK sync, and also optimism. Well, you guys got an airdrop? Yep. Yeah, small one, small one, but like free money is you never always know. appreciated. <laughs> Token's not out yet, could be a, yeah. could be a I, I, couple hundred bucks a token, who knows? Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We're going to see a lot of developments, but the thing is this gets incredibly technical. So there are, we say solidity developers are scarce. Like good cryptographers are incredibly scarce. It's maybe 100, 200, 1,000 of them, and it's geographically distributed. So it's very hard to work on these because you can find solidity developers if you have enough money. It's really hard to find good cryptographers that can work on these because as we saw many times, not in Luna, but many times, like in Axie, uh, one dot or one slash on the contract can completely compromise your main wallet and make you lose one third, one fifth, maybe your entire uh, chain value. A lot of doom and gloom on today's show. You have one piece of optimistic or hopeful news. I, I am very optimistic. I'm, I'm still invested. I'm a bit on stables and normal dollar as well, but I'm still invested. I still think there is a lot of growth. The diff, the, this, this time it's different from 2017 because things actually work. It's not, yo, we have a white paper and it's probably going to happen in three years. It's like, yo, it's happening. It might be sometimes slow. There must, but there might be congestions there sometimes. We'll think about the like mid 1990s. The internet dial-up. This is way better than dial-up. This is way faster than dial-up. People are used to so so high speeds, and which we have them. Like the cello is lightning fast. It, the, I did my transfer yesterday on cello, and it just settles in 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Uh, there are a lot of projects that work. So I think it's structurally very different from the crash in 2017. It's more of a market cycle, not, oh yeah, this is all a Ponzi, everything is going to zero kind of point. I love it. That's the perfect way to wrap up our show I'm today. definitely not gloomy. I'm just trying to put the risks and the rewards, possible risks and the possible rewards out there and everyone 
they can decide, of course, the higher the risk, the higher the reward, naturally. Yep, perfect. It's, it's always good to have both sides of the story, right? And we're not here to give financial advice. We're just here to share our opinions uh, with you guys so that you can make these decisions for yourselves. That's the key here. Uh, Baran, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Um, do you, if you have a personal Twitter or a company Twitter where people could connect with you, uh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we get stocks everywhere. I don't uh, use Twitter. They, I use Instagram mostly. And they, because Twitter takes... My entire day, I spend like six hours there. <laughs> so you can just get stocks on any social media. We are there. We have nice memes on Reddit. We have news on uh, Twitter, some animations on Instagram. So be sure to the, subscribe to us and also to this channel. Smashy smash that <laughs> like button, as Aussie man will say. <laughs> and thanks for having me on the show, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Perfect you. outro. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.